Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. I'm so glad you're here. It's Meet My Friend Friday. And as promised, my friend Jennifer Dukes-Lee is on the show today with me. We're going to be talking about control. Well, a whole bunch of other things too. But if you're a control freak and you know you've got control issues, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I want to thank everybody for uh, participating in the scripture writing challenge with me. That is going awesome. We The numbers are just growing. We're going to be up to 8,000 members over at MomStrong International here pretty quick. If you have not joined us there, we are in the middle right now of our study. Uh, is that really in the Bible? So uh, this last week, we talked a little bit about uh, judging and what God's word says about that. And we're going to be continuing to just study what God says and what he doesn't say so that when you come into contact with people who have misunderstood a particular passage of scripture, you'll be able to uh, do exactly what Paul asked Timothy to do, which is to rightly divide God's word. So um, I'm excited to see so many of you joining me with that. If you've got questions about that, please uh, let me know. You can message my staff over at the forums at momstronginternational.com. All right, without any further ado, I want to introduce my friend Jennifer to you today. Jennifer is a sweetheart. You're going to love her. She is the author of It's All Under Control. It's a brand new book that releases on the same day as my book, Prayers for the Battlefield. She's a blogger, she's a speaker, and she used to be a news reporter for several Midwestern town uh, newspapers. So Jennifer still loves to chase a great story, which is one of the reasons I like her. But now she prefers to write about the remarkably good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, Jennifer and her husband live on the Lee family farm in Iowa, where they raise crops, pigs, and two beautiful humans. Uh, She attends a small country church where some Sundays you're going to find her spinning tunes as the church DJ. She's a fan of dark chocolate, another reason why I love her. Emojis, 80s music, bring it, bright lipstick, and Netflix binges. Uh, She wants to live life in such a way that you can't help but want more of Jesus. So Jennifer, I'm so happy that you're here. Welcome to the podcast. So fun to be back, Heidi. I got to speak with you a couple years ago. I know it seems like it, it feel I feel like the time is just going by so quickly and since I talked to you last you released another book I mean you're cranking these books out girl <laughs> <laughs> There's so little time. So I've little got so time. much to say. I know. <laughs> I know. It's true. It's true. And now you are. So, well, well, before we get into the book, I think it's fun for people to sort of uh, meet you a little bit and kind of get to know you. You and I have a lot in common. Well, except for the fact that I've got a, a bazillion kids and you have two. We live in the country. <laughs> you go to a little church. Well, my husband's not a farmer. He's a rock and roll. Okay. So we don't have that either. But you live out in the country on a farm, and you've sent me pictures of it, and it's so beautiful. D- uh, that's not where you started out, though, is it? Okay, so I started out in a small town 
in Iowa and went to Iowa State University and thought, I am never going back to any form of rural life again. <laughs> right. That's and what we so all say. I ended, up, I ended up in news and I did that for a lot of years in Omaha and Des Moines and had sights on being a political reporter in New York or Washington or just somewhere, you know, some big city. Well, um, Scott, God got a hold of Scott, my husband, and my heart about the same time. And um, it was about the time we were wanting to start a family. And we realized mm. where we grew up wasn't so bad after all. <laughs> and so we just left behind these big city dreams and we moved back to his fourth generation family farm. I left my news career. And it sounds really romantic and wonderful, but it was really hard. It was such a transition um, to move to a place where I was Scott's wife. Right. Um, I remember going to the county fair uh, one year with my big earrings and, you know, my bright <laughs> lipstick. And this <laughs> farmer says to me, you're like a fish out of water in these parts, aren't you? <laughs> and I still am, but I love it. I, I love being here. I, f I feel like I've you know, I was a news reporter all those years and I spent a lot of time asking everybody really hard questions. Yeah. And coming here and just feeling vulnerable and exposed, it's like I turned the the notepad upon myself and started asking myself really hard questions about who am I? What makes me who I am? How did God design me? Um, I was, I grew up in the faith, Heidi, but I actually was a functioning agnostic. I just, I just was, I couldn't intellectually buy into Jesus rising mm -hmm. from a tomb or right. the age of people in the right. Bible. I mean, so much of the stuff in the Bible just didn't make sense. And um, coming back here helped me reevaluate what I felt about all of those things. And this is really where, you know, God planted us, but where he also planted our faith. So um, it's been a beautiful thing. It's, it's, it's a hard life uh, farming. Yeah. It's it a, things, so many things out of our control, which teaches us a lot of lessons about about control for sure, you know, planting seeds in the ground, not knowing if we'll get enough rain or if storms will come, hail, uh, market prices, all of those kinds of things. So it's a very different kind of a life that it has us leaning hard always into mm. trusting God. And it really, I think that at the, one of the reasons why I love the topic that you're tackling right now is because we are, we, we live in a culture where we have literally access to everything. I think, I don't know if you saw me, but I said I took Facebook off my phone because mm. I realized that I'm addicted to Facebook. <laughs> mm. And it's mm. not like not like a addicted, like a bad addicted and I can't put it down, but just addicted to where when I don't know what to do, I just pick up my phone and I start scrolling through Facebook. And I feel like we don't really know how to slow down. We don't yeah. know how to say no. We don't and and because of social media, we're kind of everybody's kind of in everybody else's business. And you can find yourself uh, I think sort of forgetting. I love your heart. I think you can sort of forget, you know, you can forget who God made you to be and what it is that he wants for your life because he says that he has a plan for you. And yeah. generally that uh, that requires surrender and a surrender is not, I mean, for me, that surrender was saying, I'm gonna take Facebook off my phone because, and it's amazing, Jennifer, like, I'm not even kidding, like how much of my life I got back when I did that. Uh, mm. it's, it's made my life a little harder just in the sense that I can't like post a picture if I want to, I have to, you know, send it to myself and then upload it on my, off my laptop. But I'm getting a lot more, uh, I feel like I'm getting a lot more FaceTime with my kids and yeah. FaceTime with my husband. And so that sort of, I think it was adding to, to my sort of crazy busy and this idea of being in control all the time. Cause when you're, you know, when you're out there and you're looking at everything on the internet all the time, uh, it's stressful. 
you know, and it can kind absolutely. of, I think it stresses people out. You know, Are you finding the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you were talking about, about uh, mobile devices and it made me think about how, you know, we've got these mobile devices to to try to keep every, everything in our lives under control. You know, we, we use them to check Facebook. We also use them to track our kids' locations, our heart rates, our bank accounts. I mean, we become so scarily self-sufficient. Even as Christians, we believe in God, but we don't actually rely on Him. We manage our lives instead of living them. You know, we, we've got everything under control, pain management for whatever hurts, TSA agents that are supposed to keep the airport safe. And yet with all that control and all this access, we are a really anxious people. Yep. Yep. That's really true. And so when you talk to moms about this, I think, I think women in particular are, are prone to this because we want to be in control. Like it's our nature, mothers, especially, you know, you, we are, we can, your kid has a fever. That's that's on you. You know, your child breaks their arm or is struggling in school. That's on you. And so we have this sense of um, trying to keep things under control from whatever the chaos in your house to your calendar to what's going on in your with your kids and all that stuff. But I think eventually we we, we can become sort of control freaks, right? <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. You how know, do you nobody, go from one to the other? <laughs> nobody ever wants to admit that she's a control freak. So we'll just all call ourselves recovering control freaks. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, like... You know, I thought that I never struggled with control before I started started writing this book or before this book started writing itself into my life. You know, as long as everything went exactly the way I wanted it to, I was totally flexible. Mm -hmm. I was kind of one of those people. Um, but a, a lot of this issue of control isn't so much about like this narcissistic, I've got to have it my way. It's not that kind of control that I'm really talking about. It's more like what you described, um, you know, your kid is sick. Um, you've got aging parents who are struggling like mm -hmm. I do right now in mm -hmm. my life. Um, mm -hmm. You've got a job. You maybe even have a, like a second part-time job. You're involved with the church. There's just a lot on you. And a lot of people are asking a lot of the things of you. And you buy into this notion that I'm capable, therefore I should. Or if yeah. I don't do it, no one else will. And so we're spinning all these plates in the air, trying to keep it all under control. And one of the things that I'm personally noticing in, in um, talking with women around the nation about this issue is that the one plate that keeps dropping is the relationship with Jesus. Absolutely. Like, there's yeah. no time to rest in Him. Um, even Sabbath, even Sunday can feel like a busy day because, and sometimes the most stressful day, you get the kids to, to church. Uh, maybe you're teaching Sunday school. In my in my case, you know, I'm also helping lead worship music. Uh, maybe you have to bring snacks. And then in the afternoon, uh, maybe even, you know, you're trying to get kids to some soccer game. And at night is a stressful Sunday night because you're thinking about all the things that you have to do mm -hmm. all week long. And so we've forgotten how to rest in him. Sabbath. Mm. We don't even know what it is to ha have Sabbath rest. We don't even know what it is to be quiet in his presence. You know, I remember that when I used to go to a dentist's office or be in the, in a target um, line, I would just be quiet with my thoughts. Well, mm -hmm. now I am immediately pulling my phone out and scrolling right. or checking something. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's like we have all this stuff at our fingertips that's supposed to help us get our lives even more under control, but it just ends up feeling like everything is getting on top of us. Mm -hmm. It's exactly the opposite 
that it was supposed, it was, it's not the way that we thought it was going to work out. Right. And so that's why I wrote that book because I was under a heavy oppression of busyness, of feeling like it was all on me, of trying to wrap my arms around everything, which felt like hurting baby kittens. Mm. Um, you know, I was burned out on hustle and I, you know, it's crazy because a lot of my busyness was was around caring for others, serving mm-hmm. others, mm-hmm. working for the Lord, trying hard to do my best. But in the midst of all of that noise, I could not even hear God's voice anymore. Mm-hmm. And I knew something had to change. Mm-hmm. So how do you, so when you're talking to a woman who is just, you know, stressed out, and I talk about this a, a lot, this is kind of one of the themes of the podcast is I feel like, you know, we say we don't have time to be in the word of God and we don't have time to sit and listen to the Lord, but we do have time. It's just a, to me, at least, and I'd love to hear your opinion. I always feel like this is a priority issue mm-hmm. and it has to do with what we value, because if we value it, we make time for it. And I think sometimes we struggle because there are so many things that we value, but you're absolutely right. The first thing that goes is that time with the Lord, that precious time that keeps us centered and helps us know what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. And without without being able to hear from him, we really struggle. So what do you say to the woman who's sort of wearing her, you know, crazy busy like a badge of honor, right. but really she, she's burnt on the inside. She's burned out and stressed out and she needs a vacation. Well, where does she start? Well, first I'm going to give that woman a little bit of conviction and then I'm going to give her a little bit of comfort. <laughs> oh, I love that. The conviction is this. Um, the busiest man to ever walk the earth found time for replenishment. Mm. That was Jesus. Okay. I mean, there was always another, you know, demon to be driven out of somebody, another uh, miracle to be performed, another huge crowd to feed, another problem to be solved. And I love that story. I think it's in Mark and, and Simon is trying to figure out where Jesus is because all the people had been in the village looking for him. He'd done a whole bunch of great things for those people the night before. And so of course the next day they're back, like, where's Jesus? Well, he was spending time with the Lord. He was dwelling in the presence of the Lord because he wanted the father probably to help him prioritize. He knew that he had a lot of work coming at him and he needed that to flow from a soul realignment with mm. the Lord. Rest first, work second. And here comes Simon and he says to Jesus, everybody's looking for you. It, it cracks. I mean, that's the exact words. It cracks me up. Everybody's mm-hmm. looking for you. And that's the way this woman feels. This woman that's listening, the woman that, 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 that come to, to hear what you have to say every day, Heidi, they're, they're feeling like everybody is looking for me. How in the world do I begin to prioritize all this? And so now comes the comfort. Jesus knows exactly how you feel. Everybody had come looking for him and he didn't say yes to everybody. Mm. Jesus made it clear that he wasn't being called to follow the agenda that Simon or anybody else in town had for him that day. Because you know what he said? He said, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. The only way Jesus knows which things to let go of and which things to hang on to is by spending time with the Lord. We have gotten so busy and we just so willingly give our yes to a long series of urgent demands and obligations that we can't even hear the voice of God that says, no, this is the way I want you to go. Mm. And so I just want to comfort women in that, that that time, you will never regret time spent with Jesus. You will never regret 
time spent with Jesus. He will help you prioritize. He will remind you that your worth is not what in what you do. He will remind you that even if everything fell apart the day before, that you are still a treasure. So you will never regret time spent with Jesus. Make it a priority. Mm, and it really does. It also speaks to our children because our children are watching to see what we prioritize. And mm. and I remember my husband telling me long, uh, before we were married that one of the things that he loved about his mother was that he could count on getting up every morning for school and she would already be up sitting at her chair in the window. They lived on a lake, so they had a beautiful view of the lake. And he said she he, she was there and she was studying her Bible. And that's how she, um, that was, I mean, her his Jay's dad was going through cancer. There were so many things going on. And she just knew if I don't spend time with the Lord and in his word, I'm not going to have what I need to do all the things that are going to be, are going to come at me at any given, because none of us really knows, right? We start out our day with, don't you hate it when people mess with your plans? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we start out our day with a particular idea and of, of what we're going to do. At least I'm kind of a list writer. I love to write out, you know, a list of things I need to do. Otherwise I forget. And uh, it's amazing what little, what little hiccups can come. And sometimes they're big ones. And can really derail your plans. And I think if you if you're not really grounded in the Lord and know that He has a plan for you, uh, it's really almost impossible to go. Okay, I thought I was going this direction, but apparently God said, "Nope, we're going this direction." And you can kind of fall apart uh, when that happens, right? Yes, absolutely. And I think that it's um, starting your day off with the Lord. Um, one of the things, this is going to sound really crazy here, but one of the things that I did when I started going through this, this writing of this book and really living this book before I wrote it is I took God off of my to-do list, which sounds like a really mm-hmm. bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know how crazy that, that sounds, but bear with me. But one of the things that I found that I was doing is I would, you know, because I'm a list maker, I would actually write on my list, you know, make time for God. Yep. Um, and I would compartmentalize them into this portion of the day mm-hmm. as if he can just be in this held in, off into this little box on, uh, neatly with an X on my list. And what I stopped doing is, is putting him on my to-do list and said, I met with him every morning and I said, God, what are we going to do? What are you asking him to meet, to do? So the list became about God and, and mm. it became about what are God and I going to cooperate with in together like how can i stop playing god in my life and how can i start partnering with him to do the things that he actually equipped me to do instead of saying yes to everything like meeting with him every day and just getting a sense of of what can we do and i'm not always going to hear him right and i i've never actually heard him audibly but even just the practice of meeting with him in the morning mm-hmm. what are we going to do today lord um has that in my um at the top of my heart, at the top of my mind, as I go into my tasks every day. You know, sometimes my my quiet time looks like saying, Alexa, devotional skill. Right. You know, I'm asking her to play my devotion <laughs> yeah, right. as I'm, you know, busily, you know, trying to put together breakfast for the girls and for my husband and get out yeah. the door to do whatever I've got to do. I mean, it doesn't look neat. It doesn't always, sometimes it looks like sitting in a chair in front of a window with the Bible open on my lap, but sometimes it's just not as neat and tidy, but I'm, I, I need to make him a part of my everyday and like take him off my to-do list and like say, here's my list. What goes on this? Like mm-hmm. you fill this one out for me and be with mm-hmm. me through it all. Mm-hmm. It's so important. I think when you, 
I know that there's going to be a lot of people. There are a lot of men and even teenagers that listen to this. And I think even, mm. I meet so many teens that are so stressed out uh, right now. And I think, you know, we're we're overthinking things. We're burned out really on on the hustle. Right. And we find that in the midst of that burnout, we're not enjoying the people that love us. You know, we laugh less. I mean, I think this is really true. Yes. Right. Where we where yes. our joy kind of goes along with it, which is a fruit of the spirit. And I think, boy, if we just could step back and it's not lost on me that my blog is called The Busy Mom. <laughs> you know, I, I started that blog, well, years and years ago as the busy homeschool mom, because whenever people would see me at church and say, how are you doing? I always say, well, I'm busy. I had five little kids. You know, and and it was just that was just what it I didn't really mean anything by it. But I'll tell you, um, over the years, I think people some of us are wired differently. And I I think one of the things I love about um, your heart in writing this book is it's not to bring condemnation to the woman who is wired to to who can who can do a lot. You know, because yes. I think some people are achievers. There, there are people who are going to get out there and they're going to get things. We need those people. We need those yes. people. But I think what you're, what I hear you're saying, what you're saying is, it's not a bad thing to be busy, but we need to be busy doing what God wants us to do. And unless we take time to listen to Him and invite Him in, we're not going to know what that is. And all of a sudden, that agenda that God has for us turns into sort of crazy busy. So. Uh, so yeah. I love that you're po- that you're pulling these these moms uh, back because I know you're you're a getter dunner uh, from what I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I am I I am not kidding you. I have like my hands raised like I'm at a Christian rock concert now, just like yes, yeah. Heidi St. John, go <laughs> because that is exactly it. We need capable, take charge, yeah. charitable men and women to serve as doctors and nurses yes. in operating rooms where details like proper disinfectant matter. I mean, I want a control freak to control the bleeding. Yes, you do. You know, I want <laughs> I want the I want women like Heidi in charge of my schools, my nonprofits, mm. Fortune 500 companies. I need <laughs> rock star men and women who who show us that surrender isn't laying down on in a pile. I'm so tired of yeah books on surrender that say basically you just need to go to the lake more often and spend the rest of your days on a lake uh, floating in the middle of the lake that's not it yeah it's not sometimes surrendering to god will require you to do the hardest work you've ever done in your life maybe Mm. that is to take in another foster child and fight for your marriage and Mm. beat cancer and start a homeschool resource center and write another book and Man, just to get through the day and take care of aging parents. I mean, we need women like that, but we also, we need us as women like this not to get so burned out that we can no longer shine at what God has called us to shine. So now I am just up on my soapbox because that is so important. Well, I so love it because I think what happens when, as I know that there are lots of people who are listening to this right now who are like, but wait a second, I have a lot going on in my life and I'm doing okay. And I think um, we, I think that gauge, at least for me, and I'd love to hear what your gauge is, but for me, the gauge of when I'm too busy is a, I don't have time for my husband. Like it, you know what I'm saying? I don't have time for my husband. The joy that we, that I have just in just in delighting and being with him tends to, I'm just tired, right? I don't have mm-hmm. joy for my children. Joy is the first thing that goes when I'm over, yeah. when I'm overcommitted and over busy or I haven't spent time with the Lord. And I know that there are certain uh, things that we can be looking for. And you've done this really cool thing called the busy to best challenge. That's on, and I'll, and um, nobody drive off the road right now. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes because I know a lot of you are. Oh, where can we? Where can I find that? Um, can you tell the listeners just a little bit about what that busy to best challenge is all about and how they can find it? 
Okay, so we've all been um, said or heard these words, I am crazy busy mm-hmm. when somebody asks us how we are. And so we're doing so many things for so many people in our lives. But at the end of the day, we feel drained and empty. We have those warning signs that you were talking about. Yep. Um, you know, like even after a regular night's sleep, um, you don't feel rested. Right. Um, you can tell you're irritating people with your short answers right, and your right, lack right. of eye contact <laughs> or like you're functioning within your call, but at the end of the day, you don't feel fulfilled. And yes. so that's the way a lot of women feel, you know, like if I'm so busy, why am I not so productive? How yes. can I leave behind this frazzled life though, when so many people count on me? And so we, we want to get out from under this, the tyranny of crazy busy. And yeah. so I created a challenge that's really built on chapter nine of my book, It's All Under Control. And so the challenge um, is that women nationwide are taking, they'll get the book, they'll get um, me through a private accountability group for a week, they'll have exclusive videos, um, worksheets, diagrams, and everything. And it's a step-by-step guide that helps them leave behind crazy busy and move toward best. In that one-week time, um, through accountability with each other and accountability with me, um, they will move uh, from this place of being crazy busy to choosing the best so they can let go of what God has not asked them to do, hang on to what He has so that they can truly shine in the way that God intended for their lives. I love that. And so you have three things that you ask them to do. It's do, dismiss, and delegate, right? That's right. And you find that out by coming... Uh, really, it's it's a matter of that spiritual discipline of coming back before the Lord. Father, what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to dismiss? And what am I supposed to give to somebody else? Yep. Uh, and I love that. Uh, it's very scriptural, also very practi- practical. Women, the type A women and men who are listening will love this because there are flow charts and diagrams involved. Step-by-step <laughs> <laughs> like step worksheets and like five-page Bible study worksheets that they can go through just as deep as they want to go. So all your control freaks are like, all the yes. Way. Oh my goodness. We're gonna, and we're going to have control. so much fun. We are not going to take ourselves too seriously, but we're going to figure out what to do. We're going to figure out what to delegate, which is so hard for people to do, mm-hmm. to figure out what to delegate because nobody wants well, to ask for help. Especially if you're a control freak. Like if you <laughs> yeah. really, I mean... Like, you know that whole like if you want something done right you know do it yourself kind of a thing and i think yes. if we're if you're a control freak it's like teaching children like there comes a point where i um i don't want to teach my children i want to just get the job done because teaching my yes. children takes so much more i'm like okay i could have had that done in 5 minutes but instead i just spent 35 minutes uh, telling you why it was so important that it should be done this way and then correcting it when you don't do it that way exactly. you know right and just get in there and do it yourself right. That is so good. I mean, like collaboration sometimes just sounds like more trouble than it's worth. Right. No. <laughs> like I'll just do it done. It'll get done better and faster. That's so like right. all the people who were the group leaders in high school work projects, yep. they will really need to be involved deeply in the delegate day of the busy to best challenge. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a huge And we do I'm it because we didn't trust anybody else to be the group project leader. And right. everybody loved being in our group because they didn't have to do anything and they'd still get the A. Wow. Uh, see, I knew there, I knew there's all, there's a hundred million reasons why I love you. And you do, you, you talk about this as like kind of a soul realignment. And actually I love that it's coming out at the, on the, exactly the same day as prayers for the battlefield, because the prayers for the battlefield really kind of goes right along with this is basically coming up with all the struggles that we face every day and just saying, Lord, take me back to your word. I'm struggling with control. I'm struggling with a prodigal child. I'm struggling with d- discouragement or depression or whatever, yeah. a lack of self-control, 
And God is saying, I have an answer for you in my word. And he loves, he loves you. He loves us. And I think, man, we need to, we need to hear that. And I love your heart uh, so much, Jennifer, for women. It really, really shines. The Lord really shines uh, through you. Mm. Thank you. I love what you say about being treasured and loved. I think that a lot of women are doing all this because it's all about, God, I love you so much. I just want to do this because I, I, lo- I love you, Lord, and I love your people, and I love the children that you have given into my care. And just God wants to just sit us down and say, you know what? I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you. That we would yeah. be like John, who described himself and functioned in life as the disciple whom Jesus loved. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he didn't, he didn't function as the disciple who keeps on loving Jesus and is going to do all these things for Jesus, but he, he defined himself primarily as the disciple whom Jesus loved. Mm. And that's such a beautiful thing to have that kind of deep awareness of, of God's treasuring heart toward you. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I think once we, once you realize how loved you are, it changes the way you love other people. It lets you, it lets you love other people. You know, Steve Camp had a song out. I mean, I'm a, I'm like an '80s music girl. I loved Steve Camp too, uh, growing up. And he has a song out, and one of the lines was, "Don't, don't tell them Jesus loves them until you're ready to love them too." And I think oh, that yeah. comes from knowing who we are in Christ. And I love, uh, I love that you're talking about this in your new book because it really helps us, I think, just to realize uh, who we are. Um, in Christ, and you kind of do that when you when you realize I'm actually not the one in control here. It's supposed to be the Lord, and He's supposed to be helping me overcome my worry and anxiety, and prioritize my life, and find freedom, and let go of whatever it is I'm doing that God didn't ask me to do, but I'm doing it for somebody else. And uh, it's a beautiful message, and I know it's going to resonate with so many women. So, uh, thanks for writing it. I'm really excited. Thanks for coming on the show today. It was so fun. It's really fun. I it's always just... fun to have you. Really, really appreciative of our time together and appreciative of all the people who are joining us today. Well, and if you guys want more information about Jennifer Dukesley, you can find her at jenniferdukesley.com. Also, I'm going to just, I will link back to her like I always do uh, in the show notes. You can find the link to the Busy to Best Challenge. You can find a link to pre-order her book. It's all under control, which releases what day? Uh, September 18th. Yeah. Yes. The same day that mine does. This is so exciting. We're book twins. We are book twins. This is so exciting. So uh, I hope you guys will do that. If you've got any questions for Jennifer, if you've got a question that you want me to forward to her, you can always shoot that email to me, podcast at thebusymom.com. I'll be coming back this next Monday and answering your questions at Mailbox Monday. But for now, have a fantastic weekend, everybody. And I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.